Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Here, powerful thinking for a peaceful world is our goal. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. Here you can find both. Come on down, sign up for our community forum, and talk it up. Today is Wacky Wednesday, and being as wacky as I am, I want to talk about religion and politics. The two no-nos. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. It's where I do my best thinking. I think probably most people do their best thinking in the shower. But anyway, um, religion and politics. People say, well, if you want to get along, don't talk religion and don't talk politics. When in reality, I think what we need to talk about is religion and politics. Because those are the two areas that, in fact, have caused pretty much every war that you can put your finger on in the world ever. So clearly there's, there's an issue with dialogue in the Department of Religion and dialogue in the Department of Politics. And, and I guess the reason that all these wars have, have occurred around these two um, uh, you know, topics is because people are so passionate about them. People, you know, when it comes to religion, spirituality, I prefer to call it, because I think religion is just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo crap. Everybody is spiritual in their own way, and I don't necessarily believe that one needs organized religion in order to be spiritual. Some people feel that they do, and, and if it works for them, God bless them, it's great, good, go for it. For me, it really doesn't work at all. So the fact that people are really passionate is is a good thing. But in being so passionate, they forget one thing. We forget one thing. All of us. Everybody finds their own happy place in the spiritual dialogue box. And it's not something that anybody can really legislate. And that's where you know, politics and religion, because you can't talk about them without people getting really heated and upset and, and freaking out. It, it, it became a situation where in our Constitution we have actually legislated that people have the right to, to worship in any way they wish. Um, so we needed politics in order to people to be free to have their spirituality in the way that they that they wanted. And there's this constant tug between telling people what to do and letting people just live their lives. Um, and the whole concept of, of government and and religion all stems from people getting along. And and how do you get along? You get along by having ground rules by having basic, common decency laws, rules, whatever you want to call them. And as we've gone through history, these change depending on what's happening in the particular environment. You know, there are the craziest laws on the books. 
and um, this is from Uncle John's Top Secret Bathroom Reader for Kids Only. Um, it's uh, published by Bathroom Readers Press, Ashland, Oregon. And this is one of those funny kids' books that have really funny things in them. And believe it or not, these are real laws. You can howl after 9 p.m. in Columbus, Georgia, but your cat can't. Oh, here, in Eureka, Nevada, it's illegal for a man to kiss a woman if he has a mustache. Knoxville, Tennessee, it's against the law to lasso a fish. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, illegal to drive without a steering wheel in Decatur, Illinois. You cannot pretend to practice witchcraft in Canada. And in Port Norlick, Oregon, you cannot wear roller skates in a restroom or whistle underwater. I mean, these are really, truly rules on the books. And um, there are so many more really funny and ludicrous things that people have actually tried to legislate. Go on the Internet and do a Google search for crazy laws and you just crack up. You really won't even believe how silly and goofy they are. Um, so my point is that throughout history, people have tried to legislate the most absurd, ridiculous things because somebody really feels passionately that in uh, Eureka, Nevada, a man with a mustache should not kiss a woman. How stupid is that? Can you even imagine? And yet, somebody wrote a law about it. So, I think with regard to politics and religion, maybe we need to just step back about like 150,000 steps and, and look at why we started with politics and why we started with religion in the very first place. Um, you know, some people believe in this mythology of, you know, Adam and Eve, and I'm sure that, you know, I'll, uh, many people will think I'm burning in hell over this one, but it's a book that was written by nobody knows who, numerous authors, compiled by nobody knows who, rewritten by a guy named King James to recompile, starting out with a story about Adam and Eve living in a garden. Maybe, yeah, maybe, no. It, it's irrelevant. It was 2,000 years ago. It's not today. 2,000 years ago, I would have been dragging some animal skin down to the river to get water. Today, I turn on my faucet. We have to get with the program of where we are in the scheme of time and life and stuff. And what may have been really relevant and helpful and useful and working 2,000 years ago is just so not working, useful or relevant today. Um, <clears throat> And, and that includes some of these really backward, strange, um, sexist, discriminatory ideologies. Um, and now, again, you know, it's really difficult because I say everybody has the right to believe whatever they believe. And I think that that's really true. But when what you believe affects what somebody else believes then there's this problem because, you know, I was brought up in a uh, Roman Catholic faith and 
the Catholics have been historically traveling around the globe trying to convert people to Catholicism. This is like one of the things that they do because they believe that everybody should be Catholic. And, you know, the, the, the Vatican is, is it's a country unto itself. I mean, come on, you know, we're talking major, super powerful people um, who have twisted people's minds into thinking that if they don't believe what they believe, they're going to get black spots on their soul, they're going to burn in hell, whatever. I'm not worried about that because me and my sister, we're going to be standing at the gates of hell handing out programs. We've already figured that out. We know that. We're not worried about it. It's fine. Everybody's got to have something to do. And then, you know, if, if in fact they're right and we're wrong, that's where we'll be. It'll be cool. Say hello to me and Mer. We'll, we'll, we'll welcome you on in. But if not, and I think not, everybody will have to reckon their own reckoning when they get there and look at their own lives and say, well, how did this work? Was this right? Was this wrong? And um, can't be legislated. Can't be legislated by government. Can't be legislated by major, massive, you know, bureaucratic, religious organizations. And perhaps if individual people stop spending so much time and energy focusing on listening to what somebody else thinks they should think and started thinking about what they think they should think and allow their own spiritual spirituality and their own understanding of their superconsciousness, their relationship to the great spirit or God or Allah or whatever you want to call it maybe we could have more of a dialogue. Maybe people could be a little bit freer and a little bit more open to other ways of worship. And, and the truth of the matter is, is if you're worshiping or you're thinking about worship or you feel spiritual or you have an understanding of right and wrong, good and, and not good ways that are proper to treat people in ways that are not, then, then you get it. And you don't really need some guy in fancy clothes sitting on a golden throne telling you whether you're doing it right or not. Nor do you need some guy sitting in a big white house on a top of a Capitol Hill in a big building with lots of airplanes and bombs telling you that you can or can't do something. I, I, I think that this era of... of centralized stuff it's like over it's done it does is unnecessary it's irrelevant in this age of internet and access and people being able to connect minds and purposes I don't really think that this whole centralized thing is 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 relevant you have as much power as anybody else if you're listening to this then you have access to a computer. And if you have access to a computer, you have access to the globe. Everywhere in the world. You can reach anywhere in the world. You can talk to somebody if you're living in China, in the U.S. If you're living in, um, you know, Kalamazoo, you can talk to somebody in Japan. You, you can talk to people anywhere. And even, you know, slowly but surely, the language barriers are being broken because they're there's software that will translate and, and stuff like that. And, and 
you know, little by little, this is a global community that we need to embrace in, in, in ways that are outside of politics, outside of religion, and just relate to people. Just, just listen to each other and, and learn from each other's experiences. I'm sure that people who have suffered at the hands of the Taliban are very spiritual people. Their spirituality and their understanding of the great spirit is really, really quite different than those who are in the, the upper echelon of the Taliban. I'm sure that the people who are in the upper echelon of the Taliban believe wholeheartedly that their brand of spirituality is, in fact, the right one. But you can't legislate it. You can't make it law. You can't make it like, well, if you don't follow my brand, I'm going to cut your head off. It can't work that way. But to not talk about it is just equally as stupid. Okay, people will disagree. People will scream and yell. People will get mad at each other. And, and there'll be all kinds of stuff. So, so what? I, I actually was talking to my therapist about this just yesterday. I said, well, you know, I'm pretty angry about some of this stuff. How am I supposed to affect change for peace, you know, powerful thinking for a peaceful world? If I'm just really angry, I'm pissed off that people are behaving so badly, you know? And uh, he's such a brilliant guy, uh, really. He says, well, you know, just because you're working towards peace doesn't mean that you don't get angry. And you know what? He's right. It doesn't mean you don't get angry. When people behave badly, other people get angry. When people tell people what they should believe, what they should think about the great spirit or God or, what, or, or Allah or whatever they think, people get angry. People don't need other people telling them what to do. But what we all need to do, I think, is take the power that we have, our own power, and use it. Communicate with one another. Dialogue. We don't need central governments. In order to dialogue as a as a race, as a as a as a human race, mankind, womankind, people kind, we don't need centralized governments, we don't need lines in the sand that say, Well, this is my country, this is your country. Does it really matter? Who who decided? They. Who are they? The panel of experts decided somewhere along the line they were going to cut up the world into little pieces. And this part of the world was only going to talk to this part of the world. And that part of the world was only going to talk to that part of the world. It's stupid. And anybody who's, who's, who's intelligent at all, all of us know that it's stupid. If you want to go visit your relative who lives in Ireland, and you live in some other country, you just want to go visit them. You don't want to get involved in all these lines in the sand. You don't want to get involved in all this nonsense. You just want to go visit your relative. What is the big deal? The big deal is somebody set up this bureaucracy that needs to just watch what everybody's doing so that nobody gets out of control, so that they can keep their laws in hand. Come on. Are you really going to get out of control going from your house to your relative who lives in Ireland, even if it's on an airplane over the ocean? No, you just want to go visit, and then you're going to come back home, and you're going to go back to work, and you do your job, and you're going to live your happy little life. That's what people do. And, you know, I think some of the, the ways that we relinquish our power 
we're like pre-programmed to relinquish our power. We're pre-programmed. You know, I talked yesterday about the mediocrity of the public school system and how, you know, we're raising our young people to to just follow along in these silly little charade routines of, of like little sheep to slaughter. I, and And I, you know, maybe I am a rebel raiser. Maybe, maybe I just look at this and I say, why? Why? And sometimes it's just as easy as that. Well, you have to go stand on that line. Why? You know, I was in Penn Station one day. Penn Station, New York City. And I needed to buy a train ticket. And there's, at the ticket booth, maybe, I don't know, 25 windows. You know, it's a huge train station. And all these people were standing on two really, really, really long lines. And I, and I looked at these really, really long lines, and I thought, huh, these are really, really long lines. There's 25 windows. Why are all these people standing on those really, really long lines? There were lots of windows with little lights on, lots of windows with people sitting behind the, the, the glass. So I walked up to one of the empty windows, and I said I need a ticket to wherever, and they said, okay, that'll be, you know, five and a half dollars. I handed my money, and I, and I thanked them, and I was getting ready to leave, and I, and I said, why, why are all those people standing on those really, really long lines? And the woman says, beats me. I guess they like standing on lines. That was it. There was no reason. They just thought, well, this guy lined up. I'll line up behind him. Because we're so programmed to queue up. We're so programmed to just follow the guy in front of us without ever asking, without ever saying. Why? Why? As children, it's beaten into your head. You're brought up Catholic. You're Roman Catholic. You have to do this. And, and you know what? All of us ask why. And, you know, depending on how your parents were, is whether you feel really passionate about why or, or not. And it's not until much later, much later when you start to think about your own children and spirituality that you start really asking why. Because in your, you know, you get through that, that certain age where, you know, your parents make you do this stuff and then, and then you get to like your, you know, teen, late teens and 20s when most people aren't really very involved in organized religion at all. Um, and uh, and then, of course, once you have your own children, then it becomes really important again because now you think, well, I'm, I, my obligation, you know, I have to be a good parent because it's been beaten in your head to be a good parent. You have to give them some identity of some kind. You know, it's just, it's all crazy stuff. It's all crazy stuff. Um, anyway, I don't have the answers. I'm not even close to having the answers. I got a lot of questions. And the biggest question is, Why? Why do we not talk about religion and politics? It is such an important thing to talk about. It is so important to dialogue. Because dialogue is the key to reform. Dialogue, talking about stuff, is the key to understanding other people's opinion. You don't have to agree with them. You could tell them they're full of crap. You could tell them you're out of your mind. Honestly, I think that, that, that people who, who walk around wearing long, long clothes, socks up to their knees, gloves on their hands, and hats in the middle of the summer at the New Jersey Shore are out of their minds. It's freaking hot. It is 98 degrees, and they're covered from head to toe in dark clothing. But if that's what they choose to do, and it makes them happy, by all means, go right ahead. 
I don't agree with it. I certainly wouldn't like doing it. But so? So we don't agree. I think they're nuts. They think I'm nuts. Fine. But I certainly would be interested as to why they think that they need to cover their body from head to toe. I would certainly be interested to understand that and explain it to other people so that people could look at them and say, well, this is how they practice whatever they practice in their spiritual quest for whatever, you know. Um, you know, and, 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 then, and here we go back to government. You know, you know, in France, they legislated there could be no head coverings. What do they care if somebody wants to cover their head? Oh, they're worried that's terroristic, you know, whatever. If they feel like covering their head makes them more spiritual in their own way, then why shouldn't they cover their head? What do they care? It's their head, not yours. If they want to cover it, let them cover it. I mean, I understand that you don't want to cover your whole face because obviously if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody in a school situation, it's difficult to have a conversation with somebody when you can't see them. But um, even not seeing them, I'm having a conversation with you, you can't see me, who knows, I could be sitting here with uh, a cover over my head or completely stark naked, you know, whatever, it, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, people don't need all these things to relate to each other, they just need to relate, they just need to dialogue, whether it's typing little words on a screen or it's listening to somebody else's words or, you know, doing an audio or a video or, uh, you know, writing a song, writing a poem dialogue 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 talk about it and if people get pissed off so what at least you you know you you, you get to know what they think instead of having this this shh, 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 don't say don't talk about religion religion and politics somebody might get angry somebody will get angry get over that but at least you'll know you'll understand you'll have some more information so Religion and politics, the two no-nos. Talk it up. See what you can find out. Maybe it's all a load of crap that we've just been standing on the long, 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 long line. And if we just go up to the empty window and go, why? They might go, they might answer back. I don't know. Who told you that? Wouldn't it be funny if, if, if when we all get to heaven or nirvana or wherever we go when we pass from this physical existence and we get there and, uh, and, and we get to, an to know all the answers to all the questions. And, and the question is, well, well is, is uh, you know, was I, was I a good Catholic or was I a good Jew or was I a good Muslim or did I do the right things, whatever. And, and then the answer comes back, well, I don't know. <laughs> just like the lady at Penn Station. Why are they all standing on that line? I don't know. So maybe when you get to actually meet the Great Spirit face to face and you go, well, so did I do it right? And the Great Spirit looks back at you. Or maybe just a mind energy comes to you. Who knows? Whatever. And they go, I don't know. What do you think? So that's my thought for the day. This is Elle signing out. Join me tomorrow for uh, another interesting uh, and exciting episode. And in the meantime... Log on. Tell me what you think. Dialogue. I want to hear this stuff, okay? Have a great day.